Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall, and I'm with my guy, Robbie Falke, to talk some movie sneakers today. How's it going, man? I'm good. I figured since we're all, correction, we all should be inside right now. So I might as well go over some shoe-related movies or maybe it's movie-related shoes, however you want to think about it. But we're going to be going into some movie um, criticism, even a little bit, you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to hold back any uh, any love or hate for any of these films. So, um, But I will say we're going to lean probably more towards like old school, so people should understand that there's a lot of gems in here that you might not know exist, I guess is the best way to put it. I have a hard uh, time thinking of many shoes. I don't, I mean, many movies I don't like in our list and a lot of them are old. So this is definitely going to be a history lesson on levels today. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, before we get into that, you want to, you want to read a review? Yeah. So, um, I believe we haven't done Coat Wolf, right? I don't think we have. I don't think so. So, Mr. Coat Wolf or Mrs. Coat Wolf, best sneaker podcast out there. Great guys, great personalities, great discussions and topics. I'm always looking forward to the next episode. Can't ask for much more besides more episodes. Keep up the excellent work. Really appreciate that. That's fair. We try to we'll keep trying to have more content, especially with I know the coronavirus going around. Maybe we'll have more time to make more, but um, we appreciate you enjoying and consuming all these episodes. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, uh, there there are a hundred and five other episodes to listen to as of this recording. So um, if you're just joining us and you're new to the podcast, make sure you dig a little deeper on on uh, your favorite podcast platform to see what we talked about in past episodes and um as always if you have ideas or want to hear us talk about certain things um hit us up on twitter or instagram as well with that so well before we get too far into it what was the last shoe you rocked then since it's not like rocking and coffin it's like rocked and coffin so uh today i wore the uh kith or ronnie feig uh 
United Arrows New Balance 997. Um, I actually just posted it on my Twitter account, but uh, it's it's probably my favorite. I, I think it's actually my favorite New Balance shoe I've ever owned, for sure. Um, but the cool thing about that shoe was that it was like paying homage to a shoe that released like, I don't know, 2007 or 2008 or something. And I originally wanted to get that shoe, but back then it was so difficult to get your hands on shoes that only released in Japan without a connect or without a, you know, like a legit contact that could get it for you. Um, it just wasn't happening. And I wear a size 13, so there wasn't a whole lot of bigger shoes, but I actually like the way that Ronnie and, and Kith flipped the colors and threw some black on there. It's just more wearable for me than an all gray shoe. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what was on my feet today. How about, how about you? Well, on running was very nice to send me, a couple pairs of shoes. So I've been making myself wear them. And it's the Cloud Stratus is the one I've been wearing the most. Um, two days ago, I would have heavily leaned into that verbiage of make myself. But since then, I really like wearing them. Like this, this, this really clean pistachio and like magnet gray colorway of the Cloud Stratus. And they're super comfortable. The up, like the up top down looking view, they look really clean. I just still have my reservations about the way the windows look on the, on the tooling. Like the on brand is known for those holes on the side of the shoe. And it definitely feels good when I'm not looking at it. I love it, but, um, visually it's still not my favorite, but, uh, I'm enjoying them way more than I thought I would have. I thought this would have been. I never rock, but, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy wearing them. It's kind of weird, but, um, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, so obviously like I'm kind of a, a weirdo when it comes to shoes because I like trying like everybody's stuff, even if I don't, even if I don't think like the visual of it or the aesthetics are, are as appealing as maybe some other brands, because I always want to be. Um, I, my whole thing is like, if, if you're going to listen to me talk or write or, you know, do anything around sneakers as, as someone who, you know, as someone who you get your information from, I always want to be trying all these different things out there. Because if I'm going to tell you that, like, you know, let's say this shoe, you know, shoe a is the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. I want you to know that I've also worn you know, tens, 20, dozens, hundreds of other shoes to be able to compare that. So like the, like my opinion is kind of validated by what you see pass through on my feet and what I share on social. So, um, anyway, like, I think that like on is really fascinating brand because they've become very popular in like this really interesting crossover between like running and sort of, I don't want to call it like fashion running, but like, like more aesthetically running, I guess. Um, and I think like it's, it's interesting cause I had the same, same, you know, kind of thought when I first got a pair years ago and now the way that their design has evolved, I'm like really into a couple of the silhouettes, like just the way that they do like the fade on the cloud flow. There's, I think there's like a yellow and a black, black to gray or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, 
sorry, I'm off on a tangent here, but I just, I, I just highly encourage everybody to try different stuff. And I think like you trying it and being like, damn, this is comfortable is, is like proof that like you should get outside of your comfort zone some to experience some of these other brands. Cause you never know what's out there unless you do. Right. 100%. And once this coronavirus thing kind of goes away, um, their headquarters here in Portland. So I plan on going out there and seeing more behind the scenes stuff. But uh, I'm just excited because I got a pair of cloud rock, like climbing boots, like mountain boots. And I do a lot of trail hiking in the summertime. So I'm very excited to have a pair of waterproof boots that are good looking. And I really don't care about miss- messing up. I'm going to thrash those things. And it's going to be awesome. a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, anything on your radar this week that you're uh, eyeing? Man, I'm trying to lick my wounds after going like 0 for 8 on the dunks last weekend. I had four different people trying to get them for me and um, still could not hit, which is a, a little unfortunate. But um, I'm really not trying to cop anything until we get a firm release date on like the DMP six and the fire red five. The, those are two shoes I'm just really itching to get. So those are kind of on the radar Um, until then I'm being my clothes crackhead self and thinking about summer clothing, which I don't need, but I like buying. So we'll see. Just hit me with those Jordans, man. I wish those didn't get pushed back. I was really looking um i i struck out on the dunks um i don't really have anything like specifically on the radar right this second um i do really like the um zoom spirit on like, like the cage zoom spirit on like that like black stussy pair um will probably be a must-have for me but no date on it so i'm i'm not stressing about it but uh, and it's one of those weird Nike running shoes that I don't think a ton of people will be super into. So hopefully it'll be easy to get. You do love you some Sean Stussy too. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. There's a lot of new stuff, but honestly, like I think we could probably just jump right into the list of uh, movie shoes, right? You get re- Everybody gets enough news feed so yeah let's just keep it light all right sounds good uh you want to start us off yeah so we are going to kick it old school we're going to start off with the greatest kareem abdul jabbar cameo and it is from bruce lee where he wore the tiger mexico 66 everybody knows the yellow jumpsuit with the black with the slash on his shoulder, is it his shoulder or his ribs? But he gets like slashed by this guy with like a uh, throwing like claw chain thing. Um, and it's just like one of the more iconic movie outfits ever made. Um, it inspired all the Kobe stuff, which subsequently inspired the Kyrie's. Um, and it's just one of the more iconic, regardless of shoes, it's like, iconic movie outfits like ever right yeah 
Yep. Well, and I think, uh, if I remember right, that, uh, the one thing that I always wondered, like, I can't remember where the slashes are, but I, the thing that I remember the most from that fight scene is like the giant footprint on Bruce, Bruce Lee's chest, like just right across his chest. (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's, uh, so like the film was game of death, um, came out in 1978. So before, uh, most of us were born, but definitely worth binging on while you're stuck at home. Anything Bruce Lee is always worth binging on, in my opinion, but that's just, that's not sneaker related. That's just me nerding out. So, yeah. I mean, I wish I followed more Bruce Lee stuff because he's such an icon in many different cultures. And it's like, He's he's much big. His name is much bigger than him, right? Like you don't even have to like see Bruce Lee to know. Oh, like that's that guy. And I I I wish I was just more involved with it. But those tigers, man. Like I'm not the biggest tiger fan. Um, but whenever it's in that yellow colorway, it just sparks nostalgia and makes me want to buy a pair. Yeah, man. I think I think it's one of those shoes where we're kind of we kind of all came up after the trend of like Nike took over from that point on, right? Like that was kind of the last of like I don't say like the last like you know big deal moment for Anatsuka Tiger, but like it really was like the most like you know pop culture moment in their history in my opinion obviously they had they've had a lot of things over the years but this one to me was like on a level that you know having like kareem in the in the movie and the whole storyline of it just like i don't know i just don't i don't i i don't see them ever getting to that level again um without some crazy shifts in the way that we shop for for sneakers which i don't think we're getting so let's just keep it moving this next movie means a lot to me it's one of my favorite and it's probably one of the first times i saw boobies which is like double cool Um, (laughs) but the fast times at richmond high spicoli rocking the slip-on checkered vans and like my favorite quotes of all time is when he gets the pizza delivered and the teacher takes it and is like, well, if it's your time and it's my time, then it's like our time. And then the teacher, I believe it's like Mr. Head, right? No, I can't remember his name. Um, but um, he then gives the pizza out to the rest of the class and Spicoli doesn't get any. But um, low key, that movie's really messed up. Like the undertones of it, of like the whole like sex and like what happens i don't want to ruin the movie but like yeah. what, what goes on with it it's like it was pretty messed up at the time i think even now it's like that's some that's some like deep deep stuff for a comedy yeah for sure i mean and so spicoli is played by sean penn but but it's like you know okay. i don't know how, how old he is like 20 years old or something um it's it's kind of for one, like the sneakers, like there's a game changing moment for Vans, in my opinion, right? Like 
checkerboard vans became like a must have before the internet existed before social media before like imagine like you know like literally everyone wearing the same shoe because it was just the thing to have without the spread that we have now that comes from you know social media and and like mass consumption right uh I was thinking too, just just to just to go back, we we should actually maybe we read uh, like the rating on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think? Let's do it. You get this one, and I'll start prepping the next one. All right. So, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High released in 1982 and had a 7.2 rating on IMDb and a 78% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Uh, and according to Google, 84% like this movie. So, um, so it's, it's pretty solid rating, to be honest. It's actually better than I would expect. I feel like, I feel like this might be a movie that doesn't age well. And I would just leave that as a forewarning for anybody that watches it. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a different time, but it's still, it's still funny. It's still good. Just you have to recognize the period difference. Now, this next one here, all we really have to say is "I'll be back," and you already know what movie it is. That's how big this movie is. Terminator One, Arnold, the Governor Schwarzenegger. Um, IMBD gives it an eight out of ten, which I would think would be higher. It's like probably the best. Is it the best action movie of all time? Like Die Hard's up there, but like the Terminator, man, you don't get much better than Arnold. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty. Uh, I, I, it's hard to it's hard to argue that it's not at least top three, right? Especially considering like the time that it came out and how popular it was, like. Terminator. I mean, yeah. What were the shoes, though? Go ahead, lay it on us. It was a Nike. Oh, Nike Vandal. And was it Sarah Connor that wore them? I believe so, yeah. Um, it's funny because the Vandal is like the... I, I don't know. Is it like the... the? I feel like it's like the slap-on 1980s shoe, right? It like comes and goes uh you know from from like it's it's not like an air force one or a dunk right like these shoes never go away they're regularly available maybe they go low in production numbers for a while or maybe a specific like the white on whites disappear for a while but the vandal is from that same era but and you know you can even see like it pretty much has the same midsole outsole but it has the strap, has the usually is different material, but now they've done it in all sorts of materials. But it's just funny. That I think nylon. Yeah, like typically it's nylon, but they've done like the um, they've done like that. Uh, what, what's the? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What's the material that's on the Jordan Ko canvas? Um, yeah, they've done like canvas uh, vandals, but it's just weird that it that it never. No one. Um, but, but my favorite Draymond Green quote ever is when Paul Pierce was retiring 
And Paul Pierce made some quote about like wanting to be remembered. And Draymond was like, you ain't Kobe. I don't love you like that. And it's like, um, the Vandal is definitely in that same boat because you have the dunk, but then no one loves the Vandal like that. Um, the last shoe I can remember was the John Elliott Vandal came in like really premium. Uh, I think like a, a, a cream or a white and a black. Those were cool. You know, the Terminator, the silver joints with the strap. That's like what every, that's what my mind goes to when it comes to, you know, vandals. But like the strap is just, it's always been off-putting. I remember in middle school, somebody wearing a pair and it's being like, ugh, like same reason why I don't wear Air Force One highs. I just don't like that strap. That's interesting. So I, so yeah, the, the, the John Elliott joints are really nice. They're like a suede or something. Like there's like a few colorways. Of, they're really nice. If you haven't seen them, definitely check them out. But the shoe that comes to mind for me are um, in Back to the Future, Doc Brown is wearing like orange vandals. And they actually retroed the orange version in 2016 or 2017. But I always wondered like, where did those all orange vandals come from for Back to the Future? Considering, you know, obviously the the Bruins that Michael J. Fox wore, and then you know we'll get into like the Nike mag and stuff. But uh, that's the one that comes to mind for me for some reason. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just overly obsessed with Back to the Future. It's definitely a great movie. Um, We'll we'll get more into that later. The the next movie here is my favorite Michael J. Fox movie. I'm sorry to Back to the Future, but Teen Wolf is just so corny and eighties. It's just so it's like everything I want, right? This it's the best Wolfman Jackal and Hyde. It's like this the best makeup, like real world prosthetic. Not literally the best, but I just think it's so cool um, as a white guy who's never been able to dunk to think that one day I can be hairy as an Eastern European and get hot <laughs> like that and a full moon. That's a, that's a beautiful mean. <laughs> that's that's a beautiful thing, man. It's a dream. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, that's not where I thought you were going with it, but yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so. Cares about me. <laughs> um, so yeah, Teen Wolf is uh, definitely a classic. Uh, it's it's again, it's one of those '80s movies that's probably really corny if you've never seen it. Um, but oh, the super fat center who's just like it's a ragtag group. I'm not even looking at it. My brain yeah. is out of him. Um, super ragtag group, and like he wears the Adidas tourney. Because there's a lot of basketball in the movie. Yeah. And here I say it is one of the best utilizations of basketball in a movie. It's hard to find basketball. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, in in that sense. I mean, I don't have any desire to, uh, you know, be a wolf or anything. So, or be as hairy as uh, Eastern European, as Robbie puts it. But, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I didn't, I guess... uh, should stick to my word here. So IMDB gave it 6.1 out of 10. Ooh, Rotten Tomatoes a 44%. Not very good. 
but Google users give it an 87%. So they got it right. Yeah. Great. I mean, let's be real. It's really not great, but um, it's just, it's a, it's a capsule in time, a young, healthy Michael J. Fox. He's just so much fun. That's why he was so good in back to the future. When he's on camera, he just like gives off positive vibes. True. True. Um, so speaking of positive vibes, Goonies never say die. Never, never, ever. What really makes me mad and makes me a little resentful towards my mother is I had a Goonies poster in my bedroom when I left for college and I came back my first break and they took all that shit down and they got rid of my Goonies poster and I was so mad. Um, huge Goonies fan. You can actually go through the Goonies caves. If you're in the Pacific Northwest, you can do a tour in the summer where you go through the whole movie set in Astoria, Oregon. Um, caveat to that. You can go to the Goonies house, but the current owners set up like a blockade and all these signs saying, if you get caught on the premises, they'll like call the cops on you. And it really makes me mad because you know what house you bought. It's not like an accident. You bought the Goonies house. Like people are going to want to go to that house. And right. they just cut it off like buttheads. It makes me so angry. Um, but um, came out in 1985. Google seems to be the most lenient when it comes to reviews because they give it a 91. Ron Tomatoes is straight tripping with a 71. That makes no sense to me. And IB, IMBD, I always get that backwards. IMDB gives it a 7.8 out of 10. And I think that's just blasphemy because you get some of the best utilization of like practical tools, like man-made tools and all of them. Like, man, Data's whole outfit is just head to toe superior to anybody else's outfit. Um, he had the Nike air sky force highs that would release oil from the heels like classic movie moment yeah the truffle shuffle it's just we can go on and on and on that movie oh for, you hey yo guys <laughs> <laughs> exactly so right. I, i'm i'm 100 with you like i i mean even at like 91% or whatever from Google, I feel like you're selling Goonies short. Goonies is is a like 9.8 or higher out of 10, in my opinion. It's got everything you want in a movie. And it's got a bunch of like kid actors that became like <laughs> famous people in Hollywood. So Okay, Toves, Mr. Mr. Frodo. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, that movie, man, is just how anybody gives it less than like a 95 because it has action, it has suspense, it has comedy, it has a little bit of horror, it has everything you can eat and great acting, not just the, the youth cast, but everybody in that movie is so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. That's, that's one, of my, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's it's probably it's probably only been like three months since I last watched it. So <laughs> you're doing it right. You're, you're living your best life. 
uh, so what's next for us? Next movie, we have Alien and the Reebok Alien Stomper. I just recently watched all of this Alien, probably like a year and a half ago. And it was super good. Like, I definitely enjoy watching Alien's birth out of people's abdomen but <laughs> every time man it's like i guess it's horror movie 101 people have to make dumb decisions but there's like five different times in that movie you're like yo why why did you go and do that like why is it going this way again try not to give spoilers but it's yeah. just like movie logic man and plot armor are two crazy things <laughs> yeah i mean i so i was uh, it, this was one of like the, the first movies I remember, like kind of freaking me out a little bit. Cause I was like, wait, what? Like the, how, how what? I don't. Yeah. But, uh, in hindsight, I actually like the alien stomper and I don't, I don't need like the whole, like, you know, calf high version that's in the movie, but the like actual release pair, um, that Reebok came out with is pretty dope. Um, I just, I like. I like almost all the shoes that have like weird, you know, lace covers and straps and Velcro and all sorts of that stuff. So there's definitely uh, it's shoes, shoes over the movie for me. 2016, we got that retro and they've actually done a couple. They've done like a yellow joints. They've done movie traditional. They've done like worn pair looking. It's just not my jam because I don't wear Reebok. I'll say it a million times. But um, I'm definitely going to go more movie than shoe in this case. What do you see on IMDb about it? On IMDb, uh, it looks like, let's see here. The original had an 8.4 out of 10. And on, holy sh on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a ninety-seven percent. Whoa! Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how that happens, but uh, I'm gonna go with uh, that's that's misleading. But maybe, maybe it's just me. I mean, Sigourney Weaver's a babe, so certified babe. Oh wait, hang on, wait, did I read this wrong? Okay, hang on. Alien uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. IMDb 8.3 out of 10. Is that what I said? Yes. Okay. And then let me make sure that I got this right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. No. Rotten Tomatoes 97%. I don't know. It's crazy. I I, I thought I misread that, but... It's good, man. I mean, maybe it's not our genre. I know I don't like being scared in movies. I'm more of a Captain America kind of guy than a than an alien kind of guy. So different strokes for different folks. This next movie isn't for everybody. If you are not woke, it's probably isn't going to be your movie. Um, I mean, it's just down to the print. It's just one yeah. of the most signature movies when it comes to like a director and a film you know you think of like 
Hitchcock and the birds and you th- do the right thing and Spike Lee. The 1989 film that made the Air Jordan 4 even more famous when it got ran over on the by the bike. Like, yo, my shoes. Um, that movie was crazy. I'm drawing a blank because I haven't watched it since 2012. And I know that because I took a film class and we had to watch it all the way through. And yep. so it's been a while. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little fuzzy on it, but Google gives it an 86. IMDB gives it a 7.9. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93. It's probably the movie that made Spike Lee who he is. I mean, definitely one of one of his most like successful movies in terms of like the cultural acceptance of him as a as a creator, right? Like I don't know, like I don't know how the movie did financially. You know, I don't know if it was like, you know, in Hollywood it made him like legit, but in terms of just like the reference point of him being like kind of like a go-to conversation starter amongst like pop culture like that for sure was the result of the movie and obviously the jordan four is in the movie but like the guys wear everybody's wearing all sorts of like random heat you know like i know the revolutions in there air force ones are in there um i want to say like the medicine ball trainers are in there or or maybe spike wore them while like directing the movie or something um there's a lot of sneaker history in do the right thing. Um, personally, this is like, like just an incredible movie. I mean, I, I would, I would suggest this to anybody, even if you weren't watching sneakers, I just thought it was a great movie way back in the day. Even Maybe I'm stupid, but it's more digestible than she's got to have it. I couldn't follow. She's got to have it all that well. Um, but I think Black Klansman is better than Do the Right Thing. I'd have to rewatch the movie to like be able to compare it more. But I watched Black Klansman three times. That sh- that movie was great. So if you haven't seen that one, go check out that Spike Lee joint. And if you want to be, you know, historically entertained, he did Malcolm X too. So go watch that one. He's just done so many great movies. But go watch Do the Right Thing, and by proxy, go watch Black Klansman. Yeah, for sure. Both those are both those are really good. Uh, I actually really liked Malcolm X. I, th- I think in general, Spike Lee is just somebody that I am always going to appreciate his opinion and his way of telling stories. So, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know, like if that is because of all of the nostalgic ties and like growing up in that era or if just like he's really good at what he does i'm not trying to dismiss that but like you know like there's like all these different things that come together to make and shape your view on things and i think that you know the the mars blackman stuff with with michael jordan obviously is like hugely important to probably most of the people that are going to listen to this episode but you know his his ability to pull like different people in different stories that are so relevant everywhere right 
is like one of those things that I just think, I, I don't think anybody does it as well as he does. So on a last thought, we throw the round, we throw around the term authentic storytelling a lot when it comes to shoes. And I think Spike Lee is one of the originators of authentic storytelling, not with shoes, but with his film. And I feel like at the time people, you know, cause you know, Hollywood's mostly white. They had to find a way to describe his work while like putting a little asterisk to it. Like, Oh, it's authentic storytelling. Like, no, it's just great cinematic storytelling that happens to be really authentic. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we try to like distinguish things to put a proxy to what the really good thing is to kind of maybe like downgrade it or to sidestep what an end goal is. And I think he flipped that. And now like the term like authentic storytelling is something everybody wants to have. You want to have authentic storytelling and whatever script you're creating. But Spike literally told authentic stories yeah and that's why it's so good so next movie here a lot um a lot chiller in tone your favorite movie apparently back to the future 2 the nike air mag the hoverboard your mom trying to make out with you no that's the first one (laughs) yeah that's the first one yeah. Isn't it funny that um, like in like hindsight, some of the weird shit that you see in movies where you're just like, wait, what? Is that how did we not see this as a weird thing back then? Right? And your dad's straight up looking for boobies in the tree? Like, man, like I don't want to know what my dad was doing when he was young. I really don't want to know. <laughs> um but like, yeah, that that movie would definitely make you think about your parents differently. <laughs> movies they all would uh, yeah but i mean it's it's definitely i don't know if it's if it's like my absolute favorite movie but it's up there for me like this is one of those movies that well, on top of the sneaker stuff like i was a big michael j fox fan like uh there's a lot of there's a lot of backstory to that that maybe i'll get into in another day but um like he, he was just an important figure um even like in like my relationship with my family. So, um, he kind of just became this person that I always like looked up to. And, and because of the movie, you know, obviously there's a bunch of sneaker stuff in there. Like we talked about the, the vandals on doc Brown and, and the Bruins that, uh, Michael J Fox wore. And then, you know, the fast forward to, you know, 2015 or whatever. And, um, you know, the real auto self-lacing auto lacing Nike mag coming out. Um, and then for me personally, getting to like do the podcast with Tiffany beers who created that shoe on outside the box was really awesome. So it's just been a constant thing for me. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that makes this really important to me, but I do think the movie itself is just really good too. Yeah. The the shoes really need no introduction. The Air Mag has had a lot of fanfare. So we'll just keep it moving. This one is probably one of my favorite movies as a kid. White Men Can't Jump, The Air Command Force, Billy Hoyle. I love Woody, man. Like, I will watch a Woody Harrelson movie over so many other leading actor movies. I don't, I don't know what it is about him, but... um. 
he's like trashy and awesome at the same time, like trashy and classy. <laughs> he's like the light of actors. You love it, but it's like a little bit off because <laughs> it's Bud Light. Um, but the whole, what, Sidney Dean, I believe. Yep. Um, it was Wesley Snipes. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm Daisy Perez. Oh, Rosie Perez. Yeah. Perez. Um, she's asking Billy, he's like, how much you love me? Infinity. <laughs> man, Billy, Infinity plus one. Um, there's like so many, like, there's so many, there's moments in that movie. There's, I'd say there's like five different moments where you're like, damn, that's, that's movie gold. <laughs> I just can't get enough of it. Yeah, definitely. And like sneaker wise, like the command force is super dope. Uh, yeah. Wesley, Sydney Dean, Wesley Snipes wears the, uh, one of my favorite like '90s basketball shoes, the Nike uh, Air Flight Light, um, and like that, like bright yellow. It's like white and bright yellow Citroen. I think it's the colorway. But the sh- the shoes that pop up in there too. Like if you're if you're if you watch the whole whole movie, you can see kind of everything that released in like '91, '92. Like the Jordan sixes pop up in it, the infrared sixes, and um, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Which you know, for people that are into sneakers. If you haven't seen this, I would say this is uh, definitely a must-watch. And when you go and look for those shoes, look at the clothing, too. Like, a lot of that stuff is relevant now, and it's... I bet you 10 years ago, nobody would have thought that, but here we are with a lot of those styles back in flavor. Um, So, 76 Rotten Tomatoes, tripping. 6.8 6.8 on IMDb tripping, but Google has it as a 90. So my Google people really showing out, but that movie's just so funny, dude. It's just like so many points and it's like, it's light humor. It's not like out in your face slapstick comedy. It's just like, it's a little dry, but it's good. I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's just good. People, people should check it out if they haven't seen it. What's uh, what's next? We got a lot of movies here. Yeah. So, it's the Sandlot, um, the Great Hambino. Um, you play ball like a girl. Um, the whole s'mores, everything that was amazing. Um. Yeah, the Sandlot, PF Flyers. If you haven't seen the Sandlot, you're not American. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but it's like that movie is apple pie. Yeah, I uh, I have to agree. It's it's by far one of my favorite. Like, I just I, I'm like a huge baseball fan, and it's like the most relatable kids story. I could possibly imagine. Cause it's just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, uh, what's the, let's see. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to pull up the, uh, the reviews, but I'm guessing we don't need to. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, did we talk about this, uh, the shoes in it? PF flyers center the pf flyers center high you broke up pretty all right well 
the PF Flyers center high is what's in the what's in the um, in the movie, and I think there's a couple of others in there too. It's it's definitely uh, worth watching the background if you want to check out some more. But ninety three percent on Google, seven point eight on IMDb, and a sixty one on Rotten Potato, Rotten <laughs> Potatoes, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what's what's next? Benny the Jet Rodriguez says that the next movie is Forrest Gump. Everybody like, so the Cortez, I would say to most people are just the Forrest Gump in different colors. Like that suit, eating the box of chocolates with the Cortez on, talking to everybody that walks up and sits on that bus step is just Tom Hanks at his finest. Yep. If you haven't seen that one, you might be a little young, but I really recommend because you get a fun look at history and you get to see what happens when you drink too much Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, that's that's uh, one of the better movies on this list, in my opinion, because it's just uh, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of things that aren't talked about in just dealing with other people that it kind of makes you realize like this dude just had it together, but you thought he didn't have it together. I guess the best way to put it. Um, also one of my favorite quotes in any movie of all time is in Forrest Gump. And it's when Lieutenant Dan is like fighting the storm on the top of the boat. And he's like yelling at God going, you call this a storm. Like to me, that's like one of the most amazing it's I'm, I'm overhyping it so much, but I use that line in a lot of communications with my family. So that's why it's important to me. Anyway, next up. It's an epic moment. <laughs> yeah, it is. We shouldn't say why it's so epic. You have to see the movie, but altogether it's a very powerful scene. And the aftermath is beautiful too. And it becomes very lucrative. And that's all we need to say. Yep. Um, next, next movie we could say one sentence on it each Space Jam the Jordan 11, Jordan 9 Jordan 2 it's Space Jam Yeah, there's Bugs Bunny, Michael Jordan and, and, and Bill Murray I mean it's just kind of a classic I'm uh, I, I didn't watch Space Jam when I was younger so I just watched it recently in the last couple of years and um, it's just cool to see all the all the the Jordans in there being almost like almost like highlighted, man. It almost feels like a commercial at times, but in a good way. It's very authentic product placement without it being authentic at all. Yeah, uh, especially considering the next one on the list is George of the Jungle. And uh, although I love the product placement in this one, it seems a little odd that you're talking about George of the Jungle and uh, the Nike Air more up-tempo. Okay. In the defense of the film, <laughs> if you were to give somebody that was from Tarzan, who is Tarzan from the jungle, wouldn't the Air more up-tempo kind of be the perfect shoe to really alienate somebody from what a shoe is? Because you could give them a Chuck Taylor 
And yeah, it's going to be novel, but you give them that shoe. Like what the hell is this thing? Like it's, it's going to really hammer home the duck out of water. That's, that's kind of yeah, trope. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I just was not a fan of this movie. So that's probably just me. My hater, my haterization is just shining through right now as I speak on it. Would you rather watch this or Moneyball? Wait, this or Moneyball? Monkey Ball. Monkey. It's another really bad Brendan Fraser movie. Well, I would definitely choose choose this. But if I was going to choose a really bad Brendan Fraser movie, I would choose Encino Man. You're insinuating that Encino Man's a bad movie <laughs> by saying that. Uh, I mean... It's not a great movie. It's a, it's there's laughs to be had, but it's it's not a great movie. Another movie with Sean Ashton. Yeah, Encino Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buddy Polly Shore. No, not Polly Shore. Yeah, yeah, Polly um, Shore. You got it. Yep. Yeah, Polly Shore. Yeah, um, Polly Shore's name fantastic film. That needs to go down. Uh, well, and Polly Shore's name was Stony, right? <laughs> so it's like, yes, yeah. All right, Encino Man was better than I than I I gave it credit for. If I can remember these things about <laughs> it, it was better than I gave it credit for. Plus, he does skateboard in the film, so you know. Yeah, there's there's some good movies in that movie, or there's some good moments in that movie, I should say. And the chick is a babe. I don't know what her name is, but definitely had a crush on her when I was younger. <laughs> so the next one is another shoe movie. I could take one sentence. He got game. The Foam Posit Pro and the Air Jordan 13 by the same name. Ray Allen and Denzel Washington. Like, come on. It's and it's it's the best basketball movie. No questions asked. Go home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really even need to say anything. If you haven't seen this, then you're you're missing out. Obviously, uh, like this is actually one of my favorite movie soundtracks, too. There's a lot of public enemy. There's a lot of just like great 90s hip hop. Um, so definitely this is definitely towards the top of the list of like first things to watch while you're on quarantine or you know banned from going outside from the coronavirus so especially since there's no sports so this is a good time to watch a sports movie yeah definitely all right so uh so this next go ahead is like your favorite no, I was just trying to say, you just watched this one recently, so you're very familiar with this next one. Yeah, I. so my girlfriend had never seen Big with Tom Hanks, and there's just some, there's some gems in it. Uh, it it's, it's also because I was, we, we, we had a conversation a, a month or two back, um, and I was basically asking myself if 
if you could go watch old films or old, you know, sitcoms and stuff that you really enjoyed as a kid or as a teenager or whatever, if you would actually like them again. So that's what got us into watching Big. Uh, I thought it was pretty cute. You know, like it's not like a, you know, it's not like as an ex- as exciting as a He Got Game or a White Man Can't Jump or something on this list. But in terms of like the storyline, it's is basically like the, the kid wishes to be big, wishes to be an adult and his wish is granted. And then you kind of like see what that actually means. Um, but there's a great scene where he's wearing a pair of Nike Air Force Twos and um yeah you just you just got to watch it even if you just google we'll put a link to it but like even if you just google uh big and the piano scene to me that's like a, a a genius a genius moment but anyway we should move on i really like like mike it's so it's really weird. I had Bow Wow when he was little Bow Wow. I had his first CD when it came out. <laughs> so I was a fan. And like Mike, fulfilled so many fantasies. And you'll see that a lot of this circles back to basketball fantasies and being able to do stuff that I never could. But like Mike lets you feel like you could do those things when you're a little kid. And we've all had that dream of being like larger than life or playing in the NBA as an 11 year old or um, going to the moon as an 11 year old, whatever that dream is, it really kind of plays into that angle. Um, Young Bow Wow is an orphan and he finds Michael Jordan's Nike blazers and he puts them on and it lets him play like Mike. It's not a very complex, uh, script or a plot but um just a really fun movie if you have a kid and you want to do something together i would really recommend sitting on the couch and watching this one yep i'd co-sign that the shoes aren't that cool but it's like there's a lot of cool shoes on like jason kidd and like dirk nowitzki i think steve nash is in it yep um elton brand no i think i'm wrong about elton brand but just there's there's lots of NBA players. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. Uh, next up, we got Kill Bill, the Anatsuka Tiger Tai Chi Le. This is a. Uh, I'm trying to think who who's wearing it in the. I honestly don't. Remember. Uma Thurman. Oh, Uma Thurman. That's right. This is. I've seen this movie. So many times. This is without a doubt in my top five all-time movies. Um, this is right before she cuts off Lucy Liu's skull, which is super dope. But um, it pays homage to the first shoe on our list, Bruce Lee's Tiger Mexico 66s. Uma Thurman wears the same type jumpsuit, but she has a sword instead of nunchucks, and she obliterates all competition. It's just such a cool movie. Quentin Tarantino. She just kills so many people in so many cool ways. It's it's an awesome movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
pretty good movie. I think the shoes are, I think it's just cool that they paid homage to Bruce Lee. Like that was like a nice touch that they didn't have to do, but obviously made it that much cooler for like that storyline of her wearing the same suit and everything. So um, next up we got another one of my favorites. Uh, I'm a big like Mel Brooks fan. So a lot of the like Spaceballs type movies and, and uh, things like that were just like ridiculous over the top comedy, but Robin Hood men in tights. Um, it's crazy that this came out in 1993. Cause I, just it makes me feel really old but most people don't even remember that dave Chappelle is in the movie and he plays uh achu and pulls out the reebok pump omnizone in the midst of like a battle and it's just like a hilarious epic moment in the movie where he's like time time out you know kind of um so if you're looking for a laugh this is this is a good way to go. If you're looking for something a little more serious, maybe not child approved, Kill Bill Volume One, the way to go. They're both great. If you ever had Comedy Central in the early two thousands and you had nothing to do during the day, then you for sure seen Robin Hood Men Tights. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if you uh <laughs> if you enjoyed it, you've probably watched it dozens of times since. Uh, or is that just me? No, it's it's so good. Um, this next one I had on DVD. I it's one of the few DVDs I ever bought, and my sister stole it from me. So I only had it for like a month and a half, and never saw it again. But um, it's the Life Aquatic. Everybody should know the tale of Steve Azuzu. Um, him and his entire crew were the Adidas Rom and a special edition Azuzu colorway with the print going up the side of the shoe. Um, yeah, man, it's a really hard movie to describe. It's a really, really out there, beautiful to look at movie. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's a Wes Anderson movie. So if you if you are familiar with Wes Anderson, he's he's eclectic, right? Like his his movies are very kind of, different than your average you know like storyline um but yeah like owen wilson is in it he's hilarious uh i forget is it i think kate blanchett is the yeah kate blanchett is in it right um yeah it's a it's a it's a really good movie but it's definitely something that you've got to pay attention to because it's not like you're i I don't want to say you have to be like glued to it but like there's just a lot of ins and outs that get that seem to be woven through it and you know it's it's funny and weird and quirky and all that stuff so um for me it's 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 probably it's probably top 10 in this list but i will say that if you're going to watch something similar the next one on the list lost in translation also with bill murray um is probably my it's it's definitely one of my favorite favorite movies uh it's just weird and it's like it's uh i don't know sneakers are not a big thing in lost in translation but 
Bill Murray wears one of the most like obscure. Keep in mind, this movie came out in 2003. He wears one of the most obscure like HTM Nike woven collaborations that you're just like, wait, how did this happen? So you got to watch for it in the film. But um, shout out to my guy, Aaron Nojima, that helped me start sneaker history back in the day. He actually wrote a post, so we'll link to that in the description. Um, but it, it it's one of those moments where I think kind of poignantly made uh, like collaborations cool to, you know, try to place them in movies, right? Like everything is placed in movies, don't get me wrong, but taking it to the next level and like seeing collaborations placed in movies wasn't really like a, you know, a given thing. Um, I don't know. Did you watch, have you seen what lost in translation? I'm rambling a little bit, but no, do your thing, boo boo. <laughs> um, I was just thinking I've never seen that movie. I've seen life aquatic a handful of times, but I've never seen lost in translation. So I'm going to be one to take your advice and check that movie out. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth your time. Um, so I don't know if you, if you, if, we, we didn't add this to the list, but I'm going to throw it in before we hit our last one. And it's Blue Chips with Nick Nolte, Shaq, Penny. Uh, I forget who else was in it. You remember that, Blue Chips? I know I've seen the cover of it, but I've never seen it. So it's basically like a, a dude college basketball kind of storyline um obviously if you're familiar with basketball like blue chips is kind of like the the name of the, the best prospects right um and it's just a story about that i don't want to give too much away but it's got penny and shack in it um you know to me that in itself is uh worth watching but it, there's so many cameos in that movie. Um, Bobby Hurley, uh, Rick Pitino, I think Larry, Larry Bird's in there, Alan Houston, Dick Vitale. There's a ton of people in it. So if you're if you're a basketball fan, this is definitely one that'll that'll like scratch the itch for missing the game right now. Um, and there's there's a, a lot of shoes in there as well. So. Take it, baby. Um. <laughs> Man, I'm going to check that out because you just named off everybody I love. Weird fact, I've always liked Alan Houston. It's it's a really random fact, but I've always enjoyed him as a player. But who cares? So um, last movie, the most recent movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with the Air Jordan 1. I did not even try to cop. And I feel so damn dumb because I love Spider-Man like any normal person. I love Spider-Man and, and Air Jordan one OG high shit. Sign me up. <laughs> um, I, I, I really should have uh, been more astute there, but um, it's an acid trip without taking acid. It's very visually engaging and it's a great movie to watch if you're with your girlfriend or a boyfriend or a kid even your parents it's a it's a really enjoyable movie and the soundtrack is fantastic so 
this would be probably one of my biggest recommendations. It's in my top five of all these movies. So uh, what do you think about it? For sure. I mean, I think I think we would both agree that we saved the best for last on this list. It's it's a you know, the storyline to me was really, really good. Like you said, the the soundtrack is amazing. Um, And like like you said, Jordan one Spider-Man. I mean, I tried to get them. I I wasn't able to get them at retail and I, I didn't follow up to find them. But I think this is a shoe that's is honestly still like pretty high on my wish list if I can hunt down a pair without paying an arm and a leg for it. But um, yeah, this is this is like I think this is one of the like most universally uh, great movies on the list, right? Like we've talked about kind of like you know with your girlfriend, with your kids, like this would be one of those movies where you could literally sit down with anybody. And it's a really solid movie through and through for the whole family. What's the max you would pay? Like, would you pay 300 for a Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse one? Uh, I don't know. Cause it's so tough, right? Like I, I, I would, I want to say yes, but it's also really hard to, to spend like $300 on a Jordan one, because I know that there's so many Jordan ones that, are just always out there. Um, if that makes sense. But yeah, I think, I think the shoe itself, like I just, I, I wanted it from the beginning just because I, I don't have a pair of Chicago ones. And I thought, Oh, this is cool. I like Spider-Man. Um, but then when I saw the film, it was like, fuck, I got to get these. Right. <laughs> And so, I, I mean, they typically are in like the 350 range in my size. Um, honestly, if I found like this would be one of those shoes where I would I would happily take one of those like worn once or twice for 250 kind of things. That'd be. Dope. Yeah. But, um, so that pretty much wraps up the list. Let us know. If we're missing, obviously we're missing things because we don't watch enough movies. But you know, we're we're both going to be uh, like stuck in the house for the next foreseeable future. So we're going to start branching out. We might even have to update this list because we're going to be watching so many movies over the next few weeks. I'm assuming. But uh, let us know what we missed and uh, if there's anything else out there that we should be watching, sneakers or otherwise. Honestly, like I'm I'm always up for suggestions. So. Um, Anything else you, you want to say before we get out of here, Robbie? If anybody has a pair of Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse ones worn once or twice, follow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, so, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, my name is Nick Ingvall. You can follow me at Nick Ingvall on all platforms, N-I-C-K-E-N-G-V-A-L-L. Uh, more importantly, just follow at Sneaker History on all the platforms. If you're really enjoying what you're hearing, uh Give us a follow um, or consider donating to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash sneaker history. We upload an extra episode or two every uh, month on there. And then we also do uh, random content throughout the month to kind of balance that out. And it's a, it's a good place for you to get a little bit more access to us and have a little bit more conversation with us. And, um, but in general, like just uh, if you want to support and more than just subscribing, definitely check that out. But we appreciate you all. And um, Robbie, let them know how they can find you. You can find me at R A H 
B-E-E-702 on all platforms. And make sure you're following sneaker history. Right on. We appreciate all of you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page, where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.